Hi, I'm Ella. And I'm Kate. And, and I'm Cameron. Tell we have a guest this week. I was gonna say you don't want to do that again. You don't want to try <laughs> nope, that one it's over. It. We're keeping it authentic. Yeah. We're being honest. All right. So now, um, Cameron is going to talk with us about monster movies. This is our sort of Halloween special because we felt like we should do something different for this week. Um, and yeah, so we're just gonna talk about movies because monsters are fun. And I feel like we've all been watching movies. I don't normally watch many movies, but I've I done a few need, recently. I need to brag a little bit about how good at watching movies I've been this month. You've been doing really well. Not only have I been watching the movies on my list every night, but usually I do a double feature with, like, a movie that's not on my list. Yeah. And yeah, you know what? That's amazing for me. It is. There have been several that I suggested. I was like, oh, is that on your list? And then they weren't, but you watched it anyways. Yeah. I feel like we should I talk about, amazed. since we watched it, we should also talk about Don't Look Under the Bed. Which that was, I feel like it's phenomenal. Too, too early for Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> because it came out the year after you were born. Yeah, I've, I've never I've never seen Don't Look Under the Bed. In fairness, I if I had ever seen it, I was very little. It was new to me when we watched it. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I, I think I have the benefit of, like, I had an older sister, mm-hmm. so I may have been four when it came out, but Spencer would have been seven. How do you do math? And so, I don't know, she watched things, and they kind of trickled onto me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was the oldest, so I got a lot of the, like, newer stuff because my sisters were watching it, but if I wasn't old enough to want to watch it, I, really I missed the earlier stuff. I just really want to know from your perspective, me, not like, not with my nostalgia, but from your perspective, was it a good movie? (laughs) I had a great time, but my perspective is also incredibly skewed as someone who regularly watches DCOM as an adult. That's fair. I think I went in expecting it to be like really bad because I haven't seen it. It was campy. It was campy. But it, but it was surprisingly like well acted, except for a couple scenes and like the monster makeup held up. I was really impressed. I had a great time. Yeah, but that movie um, terrified me as a kid. I loved it, but it terrified me. <laughs> I probably would have loved it as a kid. That definitely would have been one that I showed to all my friends and got confused when it scared them. <laughs> probably. What was, like, a horror movie that you saw as a kid that, like, ruined you? Poltergeist. Yeah, Really? Poltergeist. But, yeah. like, specifically the scene with the clown doll under the bed, nothing else from that movie bothered me. But to this day, I'm afraid of clowns because of that one scene with the doll under the bed. 
interesting. The rest of it was a ton of fun. I like we watched that movie all the time. I would just leave the room for that scene. I it's interesting to me because I have that on my list of movies I want to talk about. <laughs> and uh not for a great reason. <laughs> I mean it was it's corny. It's not scary. Well, I will say so I watched I I had seen it as a kid, but I watched it for the first time in forever last year. Um, when I was watching a bunch of horror movies last October. And then this year I decided to watch the new one. It's awful. Yeah. It's the really new not one that great. Terrible. It's it's very it's bad. So bad. It's <laughs> so bad. Um it feels really the pacing of it feels very strange, but I can't remember if the the original was paced the same way. The only ah. thing from watching the original that really stuck with me last year was um there's a moment where, like, their teenage daughter is coming home from school or whatever. She's, like, walking through the yard. And they have these, like, grown men gardeners um, that are, like, hitting on her Ew. in a gross way. And then the movie just sort of is okay. Like, her mom is watching and is just, like, fine with it. Oh, my God. No, I don't remember that. And <laughs> for some reason, I think that's really colored my opinion of that movie. Yeah. The only thing I really remember other than the doll under the bed is when he's, like, standing in the mirror and pulling his face off. I don't remember that part. Yeah. It's in, But in the original, yeah, he's just, like, he pulls the skin on his face off, and the makeup and the prosthetics on it are so bad. And the first <laughs> time we watched it, my dad was convinced that was going to terrify me because that was what scared him when he was a kid when he saw it. And I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say yours was also Poltergeist? Yeah, mine was also also Poltergeist. I didn't really, really watch a lot of horror movies as a kid. Like, I didn't get into actually watching horror movies until I was, like, probably in high school because I was, like, a pretty scared kid. Like, uh, I, I don't know if I've ever told you this, Ella, but do you know the, the movie The Pacifier with Vin Diesel? <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's a scene in that movie where a bunch of Girl Scouts beat up, like, a young kid boy, and it made me, like, it gave me nightmares for literal months. Oh! No, see, I was the opposite. I watched horror movies as a kid and didn't realize they were supposed to be scary. Yeah. And so I, I just thought it was fun. I watched horror movies as a kid, and, like, I understood that they were supposed to be scary, and I was scared by them, but, like, in a fun way. And then as I got older... I stopped watching them because it was no longer in a fun way, and I, I think it was the beginning of my anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Um, mine, I think I mentioned this, is The Grudge. I mean, mm-hmm. I, my obvious one is It, but I talk about that too much to really, like, say it again. Um, but The <laughs> Grudge, I loved it as a kid. Like, I loved that movie. But there was a part where... There was a part with a mirror where the girl gets, like, pulled into the mirror or she climbs out of the mirror or something like that. And um, now I don't look at mirrors at night. <laughs> I have all my mirrors facing away from me at night. That's, yeah, I don't stand by my bed at night. Yeah, so. <laughs> we We've, we've been impacted in our own way. <laughs> Ella, did you watch the, the new version of The Grudge that just came out, like, at the beginning of this year? I did not, but poor John Cho. Well, everyone who's in it is like a good actor, but I have not I've heard one. That. I have not heard one nice thing about that movie. Yeah, you, <laughs> you forgot about it because it feels like it was like 
three and a half years ago, and yeah. it was in 2020. Yeah, I thought it was last year, but yeah, I yeah, I did not hear good things, and I don't really trust. I don't I shouldn't say I don't trust. I'm just tired of reboots and remakes. There yeah. haven't been very many good remakes that have happened. Yeah. Yeah, like The Grudge itself was a remake of the original. The original The Grudge was a Japanese movie, mm-hmm. and they, the the same guy remade it in English in America two years later. So that was that itself was a remake, and then they just rebooted it in 2020, but apparently didn't really add anything to it. So, um, yeah. I I also I was gonna watch The Grudge again leading up to this to like have some thoughts on it, um, but I didn't want to. <laughs> so so no thoughts. <laughs> Head empty. Yeah, brain is smooth as can be. On the on the grudge. <laughs> my thoughts my thoughts are mere bad. <laughs> I can agree with that. So I guess before we like actually get into it, what what are you guys drinking? I am drinking drip coffee with honey in it. Which is I feel I like am, what I've been drinking almost every week. I am drinking Turner's orange flavored drink. <laughs> the most the most Pittsburgh thing I've ever said in my life. Uh, I, I'm drinking, like I said, I went out of my way to get a pumpkin iced coffee from Dunkin' today. I love that for you. But, so, speaking of, so I go all the way out of my way to get this coffee, and then I was like, okay, I'll just stop at work. And I get to work, and I walked in, and the intern was like, oh, we were just talking about you. So, the reason they were talking about me was because she has decided that this station is haunted. Hmm. By you? Yes. No. Um. <laughs> so I am just, I guess, the ghost girl at work now, which is ironic, <laughs> because because you don't this. believe in ghosts. Yeah, she's telling me this, and I don't have the heart to be like, I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> Why don't you believe in ghosts? I don't know. I just like I don't not believe in them. I just I don't know. I just don't. I don't really believe in necessarily an afterlife. So. So you've never had like a like a weird unexplained ghost story thing? I feel like everyone has one of those. Not me. Mm-mm. My my like everybody in my family does, but not me. Wow, you consider yourself lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, and I guess like several times now, she has like seen a shadow just sitting there and thought it was like one of us, and then it wasn't. Oh. Um, and I guess today was like the clearest that she's seen it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So all those times when I've been like, let me run out of this building after recording in the dark. Um, maybe it's a for good reason. You might think twice about that next time. Do you have like a custodian or like someone who comes in and cleans stuff? Um, we do, but I just defined custodian after saying custodian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we we do, but um. I don't I don't think it would be that because I feel like at least the way that she described it. It sounds like they like, were just sitting there and I don't know why the custodian would be just sitting there. Yeah, and she said it's like a shadow. Um and I like asked if it like moves towards her or anything and she said no. Um so I don't know. Maybe maybe it's on it, I don't know. A friend. <laughs> yeah. Why are you assuming it's bad? Maybe it just wants a friend. I also have on this Google Doc. 
not related, but. <laughs> so if you can't tell, I started this document very late at night. Um, I was looking up what Google classified as monster movies that I could talk about, because of course, as soon as I start trying to list movies I've seen, I forget every movie I've ever seen. Absolutely. Course, yes. yeah. That's why I use Letterboxd. It's literally just so I remember, like, oh, I saw that movie once. <laughs> um, Google suggested this also might be one that is you guys are too young for, so I might be dating myself here. But Google suggested Mighty Joe Young as a monster movie. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that. I uh, I went to uh, a babysitter when I was young because both my parents worked, and uh, my babysitter used to show us Mighty Joe Young all the time. Not not a monster movie. <laughs> I would say it is. It's just, the monster is just nice. He's like a good, he's like a, he's a good guy. He's just a gorilla. He's just a big fucking gorilla. Like it's not like King Kong size. It's just a slightly abnormally large gorilla. <laughs> it's like it's it's a pretty big guy. Let's be honest here. <laughs> Who climbs a Ferris wheel at one? No, point. listen. It's now an adult. Jill cares for an orphan gorilla named Joe, who, due to a genetic anomaly, is fifteen feet tall. That's a yeah, big I think if King gorilla. Kong gets to be a monster, then this guy gets to be a monster. How tall I feel like is King, King Kong? Kong? <laughs> he's he's twenty five feet, so they're not. Right, he's a little not, smaller. That's not that much of a. All right, but he's all right. bigger than a normal gorilla. Yeah, he's right, just I'll, a I'll big gorilla. Um. So yeah, those are my two real quick asides before we get into it. Into it. <laughs> so what movie should we start with? Uh, I have one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, actually, do you want to start with good or bad? That's what I was going to say. Are we starting with good or are we starting with bad? Well, I'm I, I'm just going to make my executive decision for myself to start with bad. <laughs> All right. Uh, because uh, a few – when I was living in the beautiful town of Defiance, Ohio, uh, I, I lived by myself. I didn't have any friends there. So one night, Ella and I were like, we should watch a movie. And there was a, a like a Vine oh. or a TikTok oh. that uh, – that was going around, and and so we decided together we were going to watch Fuzz Bucket. I was so excited for you to bring this up. I really <laughs> on, did not think you were going to bring Fuzz Bucket on, up. On uh, on Disney Plus, it was like uh, it was it's kind of like a Disney Channel original movie, but like way before the Disney Channel, I think. And it also, it was like supposed to be a pilot for a show because it's like yeah. forty minutes long. It's like yeah, it's like forty five minutes long, and it is fucking bizarre. It's really one of the strangest things I've ever watched, and the monster itself, the the titular fuzz bucket, is <laughs> is one of the most frightening designs I think I've ever seen. Um, it's the titular fuzz bucket. Yeah, the 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 eponymous fuzz bucket. Um, that that movie as a whole, you know, Kate and I have been talking about arguably what exists, things that have too much exposition, mm-hmm. that movie does not believe in exposition. No. <laughs> the, the, that the movie plot, said, here's your plot. <laughs> yeah, the plot is basically this this little kid has, a, he's like he's like 10 or 12 somewhere in there, and he has like an imaginary friend in his head. But then I think, don't, don't his like parents get divorced or something? <laughs> and, like, and then all all of a sudden the fuzz bucket comes to light. No, see, in this, here's in the this... thing. He's not an imaginary friend. He is he's an a, some sort of creature that lives underground with his other 
creatures. With his other buzz buskets. And <laughs> at some point, if he's away from his home long enough, like if he's out in the world long enough, he just turns invisible. That's right. Oh, my God. Yeah, because that's the whole clock thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> clock. Yeah, if he's out past, like, what time? It's, like, if he's out past, like, 7 p.m., like, he yeah. turns, he has to, like, turn invisible or something like that. And so he wakes up, and he doesn't understand the English language very well. So he wakes up, and instead of saying what time is it, he just screams, how many clocks, over and over again. Um, <laughs> but, yes, his, his, his parents are, like, they're not getting divorced. They're, like, arguing. Like, they're not, they don't have a good marriage. <laughs> they're not happy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. but it's, it's so I'm looking it up right now. It was actually it was always a TV movie, but okay. uh, Disney used to run uh, Sunday movies on uh, Sunday nights on ABC. So they would do TV movies that were like an hour long, and they would show them on uh, on ABC. So that's what this is. But what uh, whoever's fault this is needs to be put in jail. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think every time. Elle and I are looking for something on Disney Plus to watch. I suggest Fuzz Bucket. <laughs> Just because she, she told me about you? you guys. She won't watch it with me. Ella, that's ridiculous. <laughs> no, you watch it with her. I'm not I will watch it. Kate, I'll watch Fuzz Bucket with you anytime. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> and it's a good Halloween movie because it is one of the most terrifying things I'll ever look at. <laughs> I believe, I could be wrong, but I think what they did was they just put like a little person in really weird makeup. Oh no. And gave him a rat so, tail. Yeah. And he has like a really, yeah. So he's, his name is Phil Fondacaro and he's three feet, six inches tall. Oh. And he, yeah, he was in Willow. He was in Return of the Jedi. So he's like a working actor. And I hope that this is the worst thing he's ever done. Just for his, <laughs> just for his own sake. I hope there's nothing worse than that. If I could give a slight spoiler for the end of Fuzz Bucket, which, to be fair, this movie barely has a plot. So Yeah, there's not really much you can spoil, to be fair. <laughs> um, but at the end, we mentioned that his parents are not in a good relationship. At the end, Fuzz Bucket, oh. like, hides gifts for each other in their room, and they, like, open it, and they're like, oh, my gosh, thank you. Like, this is so loud. Maybe things are, like, maybe I do love you because you got me this nice pair of socks. I don't know. And <laughs> um, that's it. Like, I was, and, and then re- roll credits. Like, literally, the, re- the credits roll over that scene. Yeah. And my whole takeaway was, like, at some point, they're going to realize that they weren't the ones who got those gifts. Exactly. It's like it's like the point of the Santa Claus. Like you know, you didn't get your kids those gifts. <laughs> Who else would have put them there? Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's uh, that's actually my next pick for a monster movie is the Santa Claus starring Tim Allen. No, I'm oh my God! I forgot to say the Santa Claus two with him yeah. in those prosthetics to make him look like a robot. Yeah, weird. Right. He's a nutcracker, bad. thank you very much. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, okay, well, anyway, Fuzz Bucket. <laughs> I, will go, I will go next because I'm really <laughs> excited talking about this movie. Um, I will preface this with saying I started watching the beginning of this movie. I had to leave 
came back and saw, caught the end of it because it was on TV. I didn't, like, pause it. Yeah. Um, so I might be a little skewed on how good this movie was because I missed a lot of it. <laughs> but Slender Man? Bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, are you saying that it's, this is one of your good ones? No, this is a bad one. No, this movie oh. was bad. Oh, my God. I almost had a heart attack there. <laughs> yeah, no, like, Slender Man. I talk to you anymore. <laughs> Slender Man really stinks. I, so after, or maybe sort of in the middle of watching this, I was looking it up. Oh, you know what? I was looking it up because I wanted to see who one of the actresses were. And also, Alex Fitz, Fitzallen is in this movie, playing like a 13-year-old at solidly 23. Oh. <laughs> um, but so I was looking up one of the actresses, and before I could get to IMDb, one of the suggestions for me was an article that said that this movie was the final nail in the coffin of the Slender Man fandom. I hope so. Yeah, I believe it. Because my I God. have never been interested in Slender Man again after this movie. It's really, really pretty bad. I paid money to watch this movie. I feel bad. Well, I actually did too. And the I was like, after I left, I was like, oh, the theater. I think there was something wrong with the projection because it's so fucking dark. I can't see anything. Right? Yeah. And, no, now, it's, and then I talked to a bunch of other people. And I was like, oh, that's actually that was supposed to happen. Um, I. It's like they they knew it was so bad that they didn't want anyone to see it. They're like, maybe if you have to squint at it, you won't catch how bad this movie is. It's like when Squidward says, maybe if we play so quietly, people <laughs> think we're good. Um, yeah, no, it's it's really pretty. Well, because isn't, I kind of blocked the movie out of my memory, but isn't it basically based off of the actual girl that thought Slender Man was, like, talking to her and she started stabbing her friend? Well, see, that's my thing about it is the reason I never went and saw it um, because I played yeah. the Slender Man game and like thought he was decently creepy but the reason I never went and saw it was because it came out right after those murders or that attempted yeah. murder yeah. and I was like no it's a little more timely. Yeah. yeah I think it is if I remember right I think it's kind of different from what actually happened like it's far far enough away from it that i don't think their family could sue or anything yeah no because they don't but it's yeah it is a little too close yeah they watch a video and then they're haunted and they don't actively try to kill anybody else yeah like it is different but it's also i feel like it would have just been so easy to make a scary slender man movie like they had to work hard to make it bad Right, they yeah. could have just done a, I mean, they could have really just done, like, a Blair Witch-type deal with it and really yeah. followed the game. Yeah. Because the whole point of the game and why he's so creepy is to not see him. Yeah. Exactly. That is the whole point. Like, sometimes the things that you can't see are scarier than the things that you can. And that's Which brings me to <laughs> my... <laughs> that. That's my bad one. One that you shouldn't see. <laughs> Okay, what is it? Annabelle. Annabelle? Okay. Annabelle. Not necessarily the doll, but in, I think it's the first movie, like, the demon in the doll. <laughs> you see it too much. Yeah. Like, you, I know there's one scene where 
they're like in the basement or something and they're running up and they turn around and the demon drops its whole head down. Yeah. And it's bad. That's interesting because I have I have the Conjuring Two on here, which I decided to watch the other night. And my issue with it it's not in bad, it's just in movies I wanted to talk about. My issue with it is that the nun is so scary just sort of in this peripheral way on her own. And then they give her like Pennywise teeth for no reason. Yeah. That's the, yeah. The the Conjuring is such a weird series because every movie in it, to me at least, is either like really good or like really pretty bad. Yeah, it ranges from like absolutely excellent to like pure shit. Yeah, because like yeah, Annabelle kind of sucks, but Annabelle Creation I think is really good. I haven't and seen it yet. It's really good. It's uh, directed by uh, David F. Sandberg, who did Shazam, the superhero I movie. Shazam so, either. Yeah, Shazam actually has some like legit horrifying like horror scenes in it. And I'm like oh, there's really? like there's like kids around me in the movie theater and I'm like, you boys really shouldn't be watching this. If I can go back for just a moment, because uh-huh. you segued into Annabelle. Yes. But I was gonna say that's coming from me, like wanting Slenderman to be more of a like found footage type horror. That's going to be for me who hates found footage horror. Mm-hmm. Like, I have Cloverfield on here as a bad movie. What is wrong with you? Because I don't feel like you see the monster enough. I almost, like, I tried really hard to think of an opinion on Cloverfield. And mine, my issue with it was the same way. I didn't feel like the monster was, like, itself present enough to even make my list. There was a lot of I like stuff Cloverfield. happening in that movie. <laughs> I like Cloverfield, but it, in my head, it's not a monster movie. That's what I'll say. I'll say it's a bad monster movie. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I can I like. I don't feel passionately about Cloverfield. I just a lot of a, people a good movie. Really yeah. Cloverfield. <laughs> and another another one that I had on here that was you see the monster too little is Trick or Treat, which I still haven't seen that. I it's so good. Time. Recently, I'm not saying it's bad. My issue, I think, is that because right now it's having this weird, like, redux in Halloween stores and stuff where Sam is everywhere. Yeah. Um, I expected more of him. But then my issue is, slight spoiler here, Kate, sorry. Um, my issue is when you, like, finally see what he actually is, like, when the, co- the hood is taken off, mm-hmm. that is a, like, really dope-looking monster. And yeah. all of the shots are like quick glances. And you yeah, but I feel like yeah. But I feel like if you saw him too often, then it wouldn't be as cool. But it's one yeah. scene. Like I feel like you could get yeah. It's a reveal. You're like, holy fuck! And then the movie's over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He fights for a long time without his hood on, and yeah, you can barely see him. And I just thought, like, the design of him is cool enough that I feel like I don't understand why they hit it as much as they did. Like, if it was a crappy design, sure. Yeah. Could have been budget stuff. That's fair. Because they made that movie for, like, 25 bucks. <laughs> they might have just been like, listen, we can rent this thing for an hour. <laughs> Go figure it out, please. That's fair. But on the opposite end, I think that the werewolves in that movie were very cool. Yeah. Something, when I was when I was looking up stuff for my list and like trying to figure out what I was going to talk about, I noticed that I don't really 
there's not many werewolf-like movies that I think, like, really are very good. Yeah, I, yeah. All right, so I guess I'm up again. Do you want a good one or a bad one? Um, take your pick. Take my pick? Yeah, just go for it. Whatever you feel okay, like. Okay, well, this is something that I've also talked about, about recently. I, I said I was going to bring it up, so here I go. Uh, there's this movie, so uh, the Criterion Channel is doing a series on 70s horror movies that I've been watching through. And the first one they had there is a monster movie called Trog, T-R-O-G. And it's Joan Crawford's last movie ever. She's like a legend. She was she won an Oscar and she had like five more nominations. But as she finds, she's like an archaeologist and she goes down into a cave and finds a troglodyte, which I guess in this world is basically just like an ape man. Uh, but the and so they like take it out, and the whole movie is about how she is like connecting with this creature that's been there for like thousands of years, and people like reject it in the community, and eventually bad things happen. But the the movie's actually pretty good and like kind of sweet, and Joan Crawford's really good in it. But the troglodyte costume is genuinely so, so bad. It's like, uh, you know that Spongebob bit where the guy in the gorilla suit rides off into the sunset? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Well, oh, it's, no. like, it's like that if they could only afford the top half of the gorilla suit. Exactly. And just for, like, scene <laughs> cutoffs will do. Yeah, oh, and he's, no. wearing, he's wearing, like, big, goofy boots. Uh, yeah, oh, on him. He's he's literally wearing like Tim's and a loincloth and like a fur coat and then a Halloween mask. And it looks really, really bad. And like I understand it's nineteen seventy, but like we've been doing horror films since literally like nineteen oh six and like a lot of the early universal stuff looks pretty good. But the troglodyte in Trog looks really, really bad. And oh, it, no. it's a it's a real shame because it's actually a pretty good movie, but it looks like they spent about ten minutes and let a fourth grader dress up the monster. <laughs> you know, keeping the youths and the art, maybe. I <laughs> that's one way to do it. Whoever can make this monster movie look as dumb as possible wins. Um, yeah. that. Talking about that one reminded me, I don't know if this counts as a monster movie, but it is a bad movie, and I think I rant about it to everyone who will let me. Um, ha- I know Ella hasn't seen it, but have you seen the movie Tusk? I have. That, Kill does it count as a course, monster movie? Can I talk it, about it? Of course okay, it so counts for the as a monster movie. I want that time of my life back. <laughs> of all the movies I've seen that have made me angry, that one. It is just, uh, not very good. And it's like, Wait, it's almost bad on purpose. Yes, it is. I saw oh, Netflix did me so dirty. They threw it in my, like, suggestions. They were like, this is a horror movie. It's Justin Long. You'll like it. And I sat down and I watched it. And I watched Justin Long become a walrus. And yeah, I've read it that. every day since. Yeah. <laughs> I Googled, uh, <laughs> Googled the monster. Yeah. It's, it's directed by Kevin Smith, who is, like, pretty famous and has made a lot of good movies. Tusk is not one of them. It's not. It's I remember so... even, I remember Googling it, 
like after I watched it, like there's no way this is a movie that people enjoyed. I was like, am I missing something? Is there some deeper meaning here that I was supposed to catch on to? And literally every article was just like, Tusk, worst movie of the year. Wait, yeah. I want to tell you. I want to tell you there is a story. Um, I don't know how uh, – I can't think of the word. I don't know how true it is. Uh, I've never heard of this website before, but it does say Kevin Smith says he has a story for Tusk 2. And this is from two months ago. Excellent. Just what 2020 needs, of course. I cannot, I cannot wait. Um, I hadn't even thought about that until you were talking about Trog, though. It, yeah, because not More even like, like, like what's the who's who sat down one day and was like, you know what, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make a walrus movie, <laughs> and we're gonna put <laughs> Justin Long in it, and we're gonna put him in a walrus. Let me he let me call said. up let me call up my boy Justin. <laughs> he just said it was Kevin Smith. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. He shouldn't have, is my point. <laughs> For what reason is the question? <laughs> exactly. Is it really Kevin Smith, or has like he been kidnapped and he's being forced to make walrus movies? <laughs> Making Tusk so was his walrus. So if I may just just get through my my last bad. Well, actually, that's not true. There may be one other that. Yeah. It wasn't, it, I'm getting off topic. I'm going to focus on the bad one first. Yeah, so, we're already deep into the bad one. So yeah, might well we might as well on. just power through. I have discussed this movie in the past on this podcast, but for the first time since I was a child, I watched it again. Oh. I and I, <laughs> I am offended. <laughs> I'm sad for little me that I was scared of this movie. Um, the Mothman Prophecies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, like, let's put the pl- I, I don't want to say let's put the plot aside because it's all plot. There's barely any monster in this movie. There's There's barely any Mothman. He's not even at the big final event that he's said to have been at. <laughs> some reason in like maybe the early 2000s the 90s I'm not totally sure of the setting but it's definitely not the 60s which is when that big bridge collapse happened <laughs> so like we, I, I don't want to talk about Mothman too much because this is Mothman is probably like one of the most if not the most famous like cryptid but the whole deal is that like a bunch of people saw him around this town in West Virginia leading up to this really big bad bridge collapse that connected over the Ohio River, connected to Ohio. Mm -hmm. And people say that they saw Mothman at the bridge. Um, The bridge collapse killed like 60-some people. I want to say 67, but that could be wrong. Um, And this movie not only barely has Mothman there, Mothman calls who who's in that who's in that movie? What's his name? Richard oh, Gear. Mothman calls Richard Gear several times. He on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped at a payphone on the side of the highway in West Virginia. Mothman mimics other people's voices, and then he has like a digitally altered voice. He that's not what Mothman sounded like. <laughs> 
kill less people. And it's like, oh, because Richard Gere was there. Like, Mothman was trying to get Richard Gere to leave. It's like Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) (laughs) Within the first 15 minutes, Deborah Messing gets fridged. And she doesn't even get killed by Mothman. (laughs) Mothman causes her to have a car crash in D.C. And then disappears. And they find out she has an inoperable brain tumor. <laughs> hey, the, the the male lead needs a personality somehow. Yeah. Nice. Also, he works for the Washington Post. He does. And that feels unnecessary. I don't fully understand why that's happening. Because you would think, like, oh, he went up to Pleasant Point to, like, talk about these Mothman things. Like, he's doing an article. No, it has nothing to do with why he ends up in Pleasant Point. He ends up in Pleasant Point on accident. Like, it's a whole thing where he, like, time jumps and ends up in Pleasant Point. He doesn't know how he got there, and he doesn't understand. Yeah, he's not even working, is he? No! He actually yeah. loses his job. Yeah, it's been a while <laughs> since I've seen this movie. Aren't there, like, little, like, elves? No. Okay, then I'm thinking of the different a different movie. But, yeah, I, I watched it at, a like, a Halloween thing in high school, and I don't remember being there yet. And then at the end of the movie, like, you know, they, they do the whole thing, oh, it's inspired by true events and blah, blah, blah. And sure, yes, it's inspired by people who say they saw Mouse Man, and it's inspired by a real bridge collapse, which happened 30 years prior to when this movie is set. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then at the end, it's like, first of all, they, like, cut in half the number of people who died. And then they're like, to this day, no one knows why the Silver Bridge collapsed. And it took me two seconds of Googling to find out that, yes, Actually, they do. <laughs> I figured it out in the 70s. Our, our nation's crumbling infrastructure. That's the problem. That's the real monster in this movie. <laughs> like, I am offended for Mothman by this movie. <laughs> it's like an official inquiry in 1971. And this movie, which came out in like 2000 something, is like, they never figured it out. <laughs> no one on production did a Google search and they just ran with it. Just because you don't know doesn't mean no one does. I know Wikipedia existed. <laughs> I know it did. They shouted down the hall, was like, yo, does anybody know? And they said no, and so they were just like, okay. Thanks for me. I like uh, I like pronouncing it like the Mothman prophecies, like it's a bad <laughs> name. And I guess it's based off of a book that was like, like it was about Mothman, but also like UFO sightings and blah blah blah. And I just he also had like a they gave Mothman the dumbest name. It was like Indrid Mothman. Yeah, no. It was like, <laughs> it was like Indrid Cold or something. Whenever he would call, like that's how he would introduce himself. He was Indrid Cold, and it was like this isn't even about Mothman. <laughs> Sorry to Mothman. <laughs> you deserve a better movie. So anyway, I'll stop yelling about the Mothman prophecies now. But <laughs> I really, I wanted it to be a little bit better, but I think I went in knowing it was going to be bad, if only because every time I think about the Mothman prophecies, I think about Shane the Day going, I just can't stop thinking about that stupid fucking Richard Gere movie. <laughs> <laughs> the impact that Shane the Day has. <laughs> Too much on my life, honestly. <laughs> All right, I'll finish off uh, my bad ones really quick. 
so I just put on here sci-fi original movies, just as a genre. <laughs> that yeah, that's, that's, that's valid. Your that's your valid. shark your Sharknados your your Anna, or, uh, your piranha movies. Your mecha sharks. Your mecha sharks. Yeah. yeah. The that particular genre is great to watch while you're just blasted drunk with your friends. But good movies they are not. Uh I during my research, these are two movies I've never seen, but just listening to the title of one and the log line of the other, I'm going to. Uh one is called Deathbed colon the bed that eats. <laughs> so I can only assume it is about a bed that eats people. Uh and then there's another one called The Ginger Dead Man. Starring Gary Busey as the uh, ginger dead man. <laughs> so those are two things that I will be watching at some point this month because they sound hilarious. But uh, the last one I just wanted to briefly talk about was uh, it's a movie called Birdemic Shock and Terror. Don't know if either of you have ever heard of Birdemic. Uh, nope, it, have not. It, nope. So it's, it's, it's this is low hanging fruit because it's it's uh, directed by a guy named James Nguyen. And he just made some of the worst fucking things you've ever seen in your life. Like they're like they're worse than student films. Like I've I've seen a lot of student films in my day, and they're better than this. But Birdemic Shock and Terror uh, is basically it's supposed to be like an environmental warning movie about like how we're killing the earth and the birds come back and attack everybody and like, kill everybody. But it was made for like ten bucks, and the guy is really bad at making movies. So the birds were added in afterward on After Effects. Oh. And and they're like, or like maybe not even After Effects. It might have been like MS Paint. And they just they look so bad. Like the the actors are really bad. There's one scene where uh, one of the one of the characters gets a promotion and they literally uh, the scene after is just people clapping around a board table for literally like three and a half minutes uninterrupted oh my god it's just it's one of the most bizarre surreal things you'll ever see it's another one where like if you're super drunk with your friends great time but if you're watching it by yourself it's just really sad <laughs> so so we know how Cameron watched it. Yes. <laughs> really drunk by myself. The third option. Um, I also just want to share, this is just, I don't want to even talk about this movie. I just want to share that it came up, you know, when I was looking at like a list of the rank, the definitive, quote unquote definitive, because it was BuzzFeed, uh, ranking of monster movies. And number 39 was Tremors. Tremors is great. And it just said, like, they gave, they gave like, short descriptions for some of them, and this one just said, Kevin Bacon. Yep. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> I, you know what, we're just going to agree to disagree on this movie. I did not like this movie, but... You don't like Tremors? No! Oh, no! No, and I didn't watch any of the sequels. <laughs> well, there's, like, 70 of them. Yes. <laughs> there's like 70 Tremors movies, 70 Critters movies. There's they just keep like, pumping them out. There's one that's like Tremors, a cold day to die, or a cold <laughs> no, day in hell, or something. It's a cold day in hell, yeah. <laughs> you've, you've never watched Tremors, colon, a cold day in hell? 
<laughs> anyway, so I think it's your turn, Katie. Oh, the only other thing I had written down was um, for bad movies was The Babadook. Interesting. Oh, man. Oh, man. I was going to watch The Babadook leading up to this, and then I didn't. I honestly, like, it's one of those I really don't have strong feelings about. I was just struggling to think of one that I didn't like, and I felt like that movie was really, really overhyped for what it was, and The Babadook is really not in it a lot, and he's really not scary. And I get that it's like a thinky movie. It's an it's like it's about depression or whatever. But I just didn't like it. So Babadook is like uh, one of my favorite movies ever. So. I'm sorry, <laughs> it was a thinky movie. Yeah. I think my problem was that I went into it expecting it to just be scary, and then it yeah. made me want to use my brain. I might <laughs> like it more if I watched it now, but. Yeah, I was just scrolling okay. through lists of monster movies, and it was the only other one I wrote down because I didn't yeah. care. I yeah, heard... I didn't. I didn't put it down because, like, I don't really consider it a monster movie. Yeah, because the monster heard... really isn't in it very much. I heard Cameron go, "Oh," as soon as you said subject, <laughs> and then you said, "I understand that it's a thinking movie," and I thought to myself, "Oh, Cameron loved it." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is a thinking movie. I if I'm going to watch a scary movie that is a thinky movie, I want to know that that's what I'm watching. Yeah, it's a metaphor. You mean you didn't click yeah. on it from the LGBTQ plus section of Netflix? <laughs> no, I and I think I watched it because of all of those jokes. The gays and... love the Babadook, man. I don't know <laughs> right. why. That's all. That I know was what finally movie. got me there. And I feel like the pictures of the Babadook, like it is a scary monster. Like, just the look of it, it's scary. But it didn't scare me in the movie at all. Yeah. There was yeah. nothing, no creep factor for me. Yeah, no, the scariest thing in that movie is that shithead little kid. God, yeah, that too. That kid made me so mad. Yeah, but the Bombadook has a nice hat, though. <laughs> he does. He's real tall, tall, dark, and handsome, you know? <laughs> He's got a cute little hat. There, so when I think of the Babadook, there's really only two things I think of because I haven't seen it. It's the the whole uh, the Babadook is gay joke, yeah. and then also that like Twitter that that tweet that went around for a while and comes back every once in a while. That was like she, the girl got invited to like an adult Halloween party. Oh yeah, and she <laughs> oh my up, god, and she showed up dressed as the Babadook, and everybody else was just in like party clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it is like one of the funniest images I've ever seen in my life. It really life. is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I have like an in-between one that maybe we can use to segue. I'd like to hear other people's thoughts on this one because I saw it once. I saw it in theaters when it came out. So it was like over a year ago. Um, I think it came out like last May. Or it might have, it might not, it might have been in October. I don't know. Um, I only remember that I saw it with Alex in theaters, and it had a lot of monsters. Um, so it's scary stories to tell in the dark. Did you guys see that? I did. I have not. I have not seen it. No. The movie itself is not bad. It is a PG thirteen, quote unquote, yes. horror movie. So it's sort of reined in. I monsters are upsetting more than anything, like and not in, in a super fun way. I actually 
I didn't love it, but I think I would say that I liked it a lot. But I liked it because it was campy. That is absolutely fair. It I was think- like it was upsetting enough for me to be like, oh, this is a relatively scary movie, and I do feel a little bit disturbed. My skin's crawling a little bit, but it was mostly camp. But I almost feel like it was camp, but it took itself very seriously. I guess, okay. yeah. But again, I but, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what I went in expecting, though, because it was made like a very serious horror movie, but the ba- like it's based on the scary stories to tell in the dark. They're really goofy stories. Yeah, like maybe that's kids. why. And so like, I think it was exactly what I expected it to be, and that's why I, I liked it. The first material, so maybe it's just that I went in like, oh. expecting something else. Yeah. It was, it was, you, like, I'm sorry, I'll repeat that. Um, I I didn't know the source material, so maybe oh, yeah. I just went in. It's like goosebumps. Or yeah, like see, one one step above goosebumps, probably. Yeah. And and like Melanie was really pumped for it. Melanie loves horror movies, so I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. And and then it just kind of like it wasn't bad, but some of the monsters I don't like. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, I, that's fair. Scarecrow was scary. The like. Twisted Man, I can't remember what he was called, but it might actually be Twisted Man. He was scary. But then, like, a lot of the other monsters were just not, they were just unsettling. Yeah. And not in, like, a fun way. <laughs> it was, to me, it was like a, it was very close to what I had in my head when I was a kid reading the book. And that's fair. Maybe that's me, yeah. too. I just need to, like, actually start consuming source material. Can we talk about some good ones now, since we have spent an, an hour on bad ones? <laughs> I I don't know. I have um I have a quiet place. Say more. Because I, I almost I have, put the a quiet place on mine, but it was I couldn't tell if I liked the monster or not. Like I, I love that movie a lot, but the monster is not the reason I love that movie. If that makes here's, sense. Here's the thing. That monster made my skin crawl every time mm-hmm. its face opened up. That's fair. And I feel like that makes it a good monster. Like, I was very yeah. upset after I watched that movie by that monster. I think whoever designs that monster should be in a padded cell. <laughs> but I think it was a good monster. I also think the detail of having that, like, really intricate ear design and actually showing us that was kind of neat. That's fair. I'd forgotten about that. It's been a hot minute since I rewatched that movie, but I like it was one of the first ones that came to mind because I love that movie. I just the things that it's more like the effects of the monster that are the reason it's so good to me. It was a good movie overall. Yeah, I will. I will agree. I wish I hadn't waited as long as I did to see it because I would have liked to have not spent a whole movie preemptively mourning. Um, John Krasinski, but yeah. oh, see, I wish I had known about that when I watched it. <laughs> I wish... I saw it in theaters when it was like brand new, and I had wished I had known about that before I went in. I it was, a, it, was uh, it was a really good movie to see in theaters, like with it, a bunch yeah. of people, because <clears throat> everyone shut the hell up, and you could That's actually true. like watch yeah. the movie. It was incredible. And just on a big screen, like, the experience of it, seeing it in a dark room. With the sound cranked all the way up, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. I will say, I I watched that movie, and then the next, I watched that movie with Hush. And then the next night, I I think the next night or two nights later, I watched Us for the first time. 
Um, and I was so traumatized from A Quiet Place that I spent the entire time watching um, us waiting for Winston Duke to die. <laughs> oh, no. I was Which so one? scared. I was like, please, <laughs> please, no. I was so sure, especially like the boat scene. I was so sure he was going to die. <laughs> you said it was just Elizabeth Moss. Yep. <laughs> Us is on my list of favorite monsters of the tethered. I don't know if they necessarily count. I think they count. But I think we went yeah. everything goes. That was yeah. when I texted L earlier and was like, define monster. <laughs> and you were like, we're all monsters. And I was like, yes, but us is going yeah. on the list. <laughs> it's a metaphor. Exactly. I will say, the obviously, like, the sun was really good. Um, what they did with, like, that character, but the daughter was like the actress who terrifying was incredible. so good. Like yeah. that was just creepy. She was just incredibly creepy. When they hit her with the car and in the trees. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she was really good. I think the, one of my main problems with us, because I like us, it's fine. I don't think it's as good as get out. But us, my main problem with it was the trailer for us. One of the shots in it was the daughter reaching through the mirror in the fun house and grabbing the other girl by the neck. And that does that's like the twist. Like that oh. doesn't that doesn't happen until yeah. like three fourths of the way through the movie when they're kind of explaining what the hell's going on. So yeah, like, that doesn't happen until, like, the, that's, like, the final exposition scene of the movie. Yeah, yeah, while Lupita Nyong'o is doing her, like, weird monologue thing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, when I saw that happen, I was like, I've already seen that visual. So it that's wasn't fair. as, like, shocking. And right. I it it, no, it normally pisses me off when people are like, oh, that trailer gave away the whole movie. But, like, <laughs> that, that kind of telegraphed it a little bit. Well, but I, I don't think I ever actually watched the trailer. I know I did because I remember, like, the Got Five on it, like, yeah. that giving me chills. Like, just how – they always do such good music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember yeah, the score that. is incredible. Yeah. What's a, what's a good movie, Cameron? What's a good movie? Um. Okay, well, so earlier this year, I, uh, I like whenever I'm, like, watching movies because, like – I do a lot better if I have lists in front of me and I can, like, check stuff off as I do it. But every morning when I wake up, I, like, put down what I want to do for the day. So I also do that with, like, movies. And so before the end of 2020, I want to watch all the Universal Monster movies from, like, the 30s and the 40s. And there's, like, 42 of them. And they they moved to right now. The last one to come out was The Invisible Man this year. But a lot of the old ones, like... Uh, Frankenstein and Dracula and like the creature from the Black Lagoon. Those are kind of where I've been the past couple weeks. And those are like Frankenstein from nineteen thirty one is like one of my favorite movies of all time. So those uh those old sort of monster movies are sort of my jam right now. Because they're all like they're, they're like sixty minutes long. We can watch like fifteen of them in a day. <laughs> they're they're real short and they have like they have good monster effects, like especially Frankenstein. It's actually like legitimately scary. It's not like 
So a lot of times when you watch an old movie, like I mentioned with Chog earlier, you're just looking at like the makeup and the effects, and you're like, this is the dumbest shit I have ever seen. But like with stuff like Frankenstein and Creature from the Black Lagoon, which was into the 50s, but stuff like that, you can actually look at it and still be pretty immersed. And they have, they're like actual movies with like story and themes and shit like that. They're not just there to be scary. So that's kind of what I've been on lately. I was going to say, I, a lot of those got like, were in the list of when I started looking at movies. Mm-hmm. And I think like a lot of them hold up for for the reason of like, if you watch like Child's Play, the... we've come so far with special effects that, like, the way that the doll's face moves is funnier more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, with those movies where it's really just a person in costume and makeup, like, I feel like those really hold up. Like, another one I was thinking about is I just watched Alien last night. Yeah. And, yeah, there are, you know, it's pretty obvious that the alien is a tall person in a costume because it moves like a person. But then you see it phase, and it's so unsettling, and it just it still works to, to this day. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of the old uh, Universal movies, they have uh, they have going for them, they have, like, horror legends playing all the monsters. Like, they have Boris Karloff as Frankenstein, the mummy, and Bela Lugosi, and Juan Chaney, and, like, all these people that literally they're just famous for playing, like, these sort of monster roles in classic horror movies. So, and they're not even like, like you look at guys like that, you know, Christopher Lee, who played Dracula a lot. Like, they're like classically trained actors. He just happened to appear in like these sometimes schlocky horror movies. Like, they're quote unquote real actors. So, they bring a lot of sort of like real sort of uh, stuff to these movies. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm Thanks, sorry. I thought so too. <laughs> I uh, I only have one movie left on here, so if anybody else would like to just talk for a while, then. oh, I have two. Go for it. I have two left on my good list. Um, the first one, it was the first one I thought of when you asked me when you mentioned this. I was wondering um, if you had already talked about it. No, the movie The Ritual. Okay. Oh, okay. I, yeah. The creature in it, I've seen that movie one time. It was, like, three years ago. I think, like, recently it's gotten some traction because it hit Netflix and people realized it was good. But the creature in that movie has, like, I think about it three or four times a week. It is legitimately scary. The, like, the huge, like, animal body and the antlers and the skull, but then the face that's hidden behind the skull with the eyes and the human arms. Oh. Everything yeah. about it is just so unsettling. Yeah, and I it's watched, amazing. I watched this movie right when it came out on Netflix in, like, 2018. I watched this movie, but it was... I had... I was on, like, a quasi-date with this girl, and so we just put on something in the background while we were just, like, hanging out. And for, like, the last hour of that movie, I did not hear a word this girl said. <laughs> I was right? just like locked in. I was like, "What?" I was like, "No, stop for a second. What the fuck is going on over here?" Right, and, and it's a the, long movie. The end I of that movie is just so scary, dude. Like it is, and the first it, act is like almost 
completely boring. Like I put it on just because it it was right when it first hit Netflix. It was just yeah. came up in my suggested, and I put it on, and I was in and out of the room for like the first whole half. And then at some point, I looked up at the screen, and I didn't look away again. Yeah, it's 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 kind of thinky. Yeah. The first half of it, the movie, and then it's just like fuck it, weird monster. Okay? <laughs> There's this one scene where it like the first time you see it fully, like it walks out of the trees, and it's enormous. And the hum- it's the first time you see those human arms on it. Yeah. And it is one of the most terrifying shots I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, it's, and it's completely like, bizarre. <laughs> it's one of the best designs I've ever seen for a creature. And they do so good with the reveal because you see bits and pieces of it throughout that whole first half. Yeah. And then it and all then, comes then together when, when it, it walks like, out. Yeah, you're like, holy shit, that's, that's big. <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's all the same thing because you almost think like, through the first half that it's a few that like some of it's maybe the monster some of it's just animals some of it's just weird things happening you don't know yeah. and then it's all this one creature all right Ella, what's your last one my last one is um potentially controversial no Jesus. yes don't do that um, wait no what so when you when you say potentially controversial we talk about movies a lot and that just makes me think that you know i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you've seen it. Oh, okay. Um, but I was I was gonna say the new it, which is not which is not to say like um, Pennywise in the clown getup, like it's it's good makeup, sure. It's it's scarier mm-hmm. looking than Tim Curry's was, yada yada. But when in the end of the second movie, when you really start to understand what mm-hmm. this creature is and it loses the pretense of humanoid um i i thought that was like a really good design anytime the teeth come out i'm impressed and then when you find out that it's like this weird spider alien thing um and it takes all these different forms i i i I think that is a scary monster i can agree with that and i can't any commentary on the movie just i think that that is a scary monster (laughs) And she has the range. Like, I don't like clowns. I don't do clowns. I love horror, love them so much. I don't do clowns. I watched those movies. And I went into the second one so scared of clowns and so scared of Pennywise. And other than, like, the emotional trauma of that movie, I had a good time with the monster. I will also say that that moment in the funhouse where where Pennywise is trying to get to the kid and mm-hmm. uh, what's his name? McAvoy. Yeah. James McAvoy. Yeah, when James McAvoy is also trying to get to the kid and they're both behind glass and Penny Pennywise just starts slamming its head against the glass and then you mm-hmm. see the moment when its jaws open wide. That Gross. haunts me. Yes. <laughs> it's a scary moment. And, 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 like, and it's, it's done in, in a really creepy mm-hmm. I also think that any movie that can pull off a scary monster in broad daylight is impressive to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because a lot of monster movies rely on, like, barely seeing it in the dark. It's creepy Mm -hmm. coming around the corner. But being able to, like, look at it in broad daylight and you're still scared of it, I think that that is a sign of a good monster. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to do that, like, when you see the character 
often. Like, you see the monsters a lot during the Git movie. It's hard to, like, keep that sort of fear going throughout the, the movies. I uh, I actually did recently watch both of these. Oh, okay. Uh, back to back. Uh, it, the first one, is good. It's like, that's that's it. It's not great. It's not bad. It's good. It's fine. Uh, and I think It Chapter 2 is really, really bad. I will just say <laughs> But the monster I... is definitely cool. Yeah. You had me in the first half. I really did not like the first one, and I liked the second one. Oh. <laughs> I, um... I thought the first one was like, it was a movie, and I watched it, and it was it felt overhyped. But I, I will never watch the second one again, but I thought it was a good movie. <laughs> it, I... There is no reason. For that it chapter two to be 160 minutes long. Oh, it was long, but it was it like is, also like in the same year as Endgame, so my Endgame idea for what was, I'll sit through for a, a Endgame terrible was the movie culmination was. was the culmination of 30 movies. <laughs> it was the culmination of one. Well, okay, but, <laughs> I don't know. I I think it helps that I was not just there for a scary movie. I actually did like. I watched the first one with Melanie. Melanie mm-hmm. loves these movies. She loves the book. She cares about these characters. So I went in, like, not just wanting a scary movie, but also, like, actively interested in the characters. And I don't know. I liked it. But I also think that that's part of the reason why, like, they really had to be dynamic with the monster in the second one is because, okay, you've already seen mm-hmm. that he's scary in the first one. He Sure, he's scary. He's a clown. He's scary. And then you... <laughs> really get to see just how scary he can be in the second one with the amount of changes. So anyway, that's my list. Okay, Did you have another one, Cameron? I have so many, so I'm just going to run through them really quick at the end. I mean, okay. we, we can actually <laughs> talk about them. I just didn't have a lot in monster movies. I no, I didn't. The only other one that I had written down was The Other Mother in Coraline. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Just yes. Yeah. Yes. Just like, yes. Just yes. Like, she holds up better than almost any other monster. Like, I've seen that movie 3,000 times. And as much as it's, like, a comfort movie, like, she's still terrifying. I just think she's incredibly cool, and she never gets old. I would agree. That's my whole thought. Just the other mother. Yes. Yeah. I also think yeah. that just speaking of monsters in that movie, the when the world starts to fall apart and the Russian neighbor is just like a, a suit with a bunch of rats in him. Yes. That's very The way that the whole other world falls apart and I just love Coraline. If I get started on Coraline, that's, this is going to be a Coraline podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it, Cameron. All right. You ready for me? Let's go. All right. So, first of all, not all monsters are bad. So, I'm going with Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University. Just want to throw that out there. They're definitely monsters. Absolutely. Fair. They did keep coming up when I was same looking up. Yes. It is a very literal monster movie. Question, Uh, though. Yes. We're here. Um, What order? Like, if if you had, which one is better? Not necessarily in Monsters, but which one is better? Uh, Monsters, Inc. But... Everyone always talks shit on Monsters University, and I think it rules. I I, I think it's like very Monsters good. Monsters University more than Monsters Inc. I have rewatched Monsters University probably more than I've rewatched Monsters Inc. I like Monsters University because like 
recently Pixar's movies are kind of, I think, talking to the same kids that they were talking to in, like, mm-hmm. 2004. Like, as they're growing up, they're sort of maturing the themes a little bit. Like, Inside Out was basically just about confronting your feelings and not, like, holding shit in. But Monster University is, like, yeah, you know, chase your dreams, but if you suck at it, you still got to pay your bills. <laughs> and, I think, and I think that that's actually, like, really cool. Like, like, cause I think old... they've really, I think they've really mastered the kind of nostalgia that works. Yeah. I don't yeah, think there's a Disney that's just like calling back the exact same thing over yeah. and over. Yeah, and also, there's. Go ahead, Al. I was just gonna say I also think it's really impressive to be able to do a prequel that doesn't feel like it retcons anything of the original. Yeah. It felt like everything in that movie ties together really well, especially with the end of Monsters, Inc. being that, like, now Mike is the one who's good at this. Yeah. And so to start that with him being so bad at being a monster. (laughs) Yeah, it works. And, I mean, also, this is not a monster movie at all, but it's on this Pixar vein. Uh, Like, Cars 3 also is, like, a legitimately really good movie. It's at the end of that movie, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Lightning McQueen basically is like, All right, I'm done, it's time for me to step down and let this younger female character basically take the reins. And it's like that's really cool. But that's not a monster movie. Okay. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I mean it can be. I mean um, I would you, I would argue you, that cars you, could be a monster movie. Cars, if you, yeah, if it's too hard about cars, it is a part it of kind of is. Uh Scooby Doo and Scooby Doo Two, Monsters Unleashed. Yes, yes, I meant to put yes. specifically. I meant to put Monsters Unleashed on this on this list. If only, if only for not the dinosaur in it, but those two uh, skeletons. The two skeletons, very funny. <laughs> I, uh, my <laughs> friends and I can legit. We used to be able to quote both of those movies just back and forth to each other. I love those movies. My sister and I would just like make the sounds that the skeletons make to each other. <laughs> it scared our parents. Uh, I also have uh, I put Jurassic Park on here. I don't. I, I was assuming that you were going to talk about the thing, Ella. Oh, you you. I I was assuming you were going to talk. About okay, the well thing. here I am talking about the thing. Uh, the thing I don't fucking rules. Over Jurassic Park? What? <laughs> you you literally said. Not to get you started on Jurassic Park. That was one of my few directions leading. <laughs> but you this. did. But the point is that we already have. But we can talk about the thing first. Okay, the thing uh, is awesome. Uh, it's John Carpenter. It's uh, all practical effects. There's no CGI, uh, and it's all really scary. But it's also a really good story about basically how male anxiety and basically turning everything to a dick measuring contest is going to get us all killed. Well, but isn't uh, it's it sort of? Sort of Lord of the Flies-esque. Kind of, yeah. Which is also interesting because Lord of, the Fli- Lord of the Flies is about children. And, like, you can tell the same story about adult men. So, like, what does that say? <laughs> the big thing that stuck with me from the thing is the scene with the dog. Yeah, gross. And the uh, And the uh, defibrillator. Uh, I don't remember that part. Uh, when he's putting the defibrillator on him and he gets his arms bitten off. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, you want to do you want to go on Jurassic Park? I just... I don't know if you've ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little indie drama. <laughs> this tiny little film by this barely known director um, called... That has absolutely no impact on you as a person or your personality. <laughs> 
you'd never know meeting you that you'd ever seen this movie. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, this is, uh, I, you can't know me and not know that I am obsessive about all of the Jurassic Park and world movies, and I don't really care what anybody has to say about them. But Jurassic Park, I have this opinion on Jurassic Park, and we may have talked about this previously. Um, I think if Jurassic Park came out today, I do not think it would be popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably not. I think a big part of what made that movie have such a cultural impact was the animatronics. Yeah. I don't think we'd ever, we'd never seen, I say we, like I was alive when that movie came out. <laughs> um, you weren't very far off though. You, that, you were born in what, 95, 96? Yes, 95. 95, yeah, so you were only two years off. Yeah, um, and actually the first Jurassic Park I ever saw was Jurassic Park 3. Ah, well that would make sense. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it, it, I mean, it has a cultural impact for a reason, but the whole reason is that we've never seen animatronics yeah. do that. I mean, they had a full-size mm-hmm. T-Rex that moved and bit and did things. <laughs> and yeah, maybe if means, it was if it was made today with like big like technological advances, like in something like Alita or Avatar, then maybe. But yeah, the way it is, probably not. Well, I mean, I even think, like, I think it that movie requires, that plot requires a lot of suspension of disbelief, mm-hmm. and I don't think that audiences today are willing to give it that suspension of disbelief that we were maybe in the 90s. Well, I mean, are you, maybe on the scientific stuff, but on the, yeah. sort, on the cultural, economic, I don't give a shit that everybody's dying, let's open up this park, seems uh, a little prescient nowadays yeah no but that's what i think is i think like i think it would get ripped to shreds of like oh they used frog dna oh yeah there there would be a there would be a cinema synth video with neil degrasse tyson (laughs) and he's just like shut shut up neil shut the fuck up they're dinosaurs um and nothing's ever replicated it you know i was watching this stupid jurassic city movie the other day I didn't even finish it. Like, it was bad. Of course it was bad. And there have been so (laughs) many. But when I was looking for it, there are so many movies that have tried to capture Mm -hmm. the essence of whatever Jurassic Park had. And they're just, (laughs) nothing has. There are four more Jurassic Park movies that haven't captured what Jurassic Park had. (laughs) I'm talking outside of the series, very obviously. (laughs) So anyway, but, whatever. And uh, there was something else that I was going to say, and now I don't remember what it is because you're mean. It doesn't sound like me. That's never happened before. I, think I was something... going to say, sorry, yes. Yeah. Good. No, I was going to say that while I do think if Jurassic Park was released now, it would absolutely rip to shreds. I think that the state of dinosaur and like dinosaur media creatures like that what it would look like now would be so different if Jurassic Park hadn't set the precedent when it did. Yeah, yeah we've, we've reached, like, a point with CGI where, like, if something looks so real, but you know it's fake, it almost looks too good, you know what I mean? Like Yeah, it kind of gets boring. Yeah, like, with the animatronics in Jurassic Park, you could see, like, mm-hmm. the craftsmanship that went into it. Mm-hmm. And obviously... Yeah. CGI and special effects is a very important, hard field to work in. They don't get appreciated enough. But yeah. 
you can't really see the individual like craft of it from the people. So I think that's a big part of it. I will also add that if we talk about monsters from Jurassic Park, outside of like the normal dinosaurs that actually existed, we have to talk about Dilophosaurus because the Dilophosaurus is an iconic image from Jurassic Park. Like it, it has to make you have to see it in every movie. Like everybody expects now to see it in every movie. Um, yeah. Although it wasn't in two and three, but I should say now the world franchise. Like people expect to see it. Yeah. Um, and most of that dinosaur is completely fictitious. Yeah. Dilophosaurus. It's not real. But well, Dilophosaurus existed, but he wasn't didn't have scary the enough. Thing. Or Steven Spielberg, yeah. So he gave it the fins and he made it fit Venom, which mm-hmm. paleontologists had told him, like, there's no, no way we can know that it had this. <laughs> and he's like, there's no way you can know that it didn't. He's like, that's okay, I'm making it up. <laughs> and, and so that really was, like, that's sort of a fictitious monster in this movie that went on to become a little bit iconic. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of bending the rules on uh, Monster here because, eh, well, not really, but the big three of slasher movies, I'm going Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the 13th, they're monsters. They're not really human. Michael Michael Myers is like, is he human? Is he the shape? Uh, Freddy is obviously a dream thing. Uh, Friday the 13th movies suck, but I just had to put that on there. Uh, Well, what's interesting about the Friday the 13th movies is I've only seen the first one. So I've the first one's a, not the the series didn't really start in earnest until Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Yeah, like Be- I've never seen Jason in action. Yeah, because spoiler alert: Jason is not the killer in Friday the Thirteenth. We won't say who is, you know, just in case <laughs> it hasn't been long enough. It's his mom. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> uh, I also have Jaws on here. That's yeah. another one that no. I feel like no shark media has captured. Yeah. No. Even the Jurassic, even the Jurassic, even the Jaws sequels are. Oh, the Jaws captured. sequels stink. But I think that's, that's something interesting. That's something that's always been interesting to me about Steven Spielberg. It's like he made these two, and you can argue that stuff like Close Encounters. He made these two movies that are really popular and famous and made a shitload of money. But they're like horror, like creature features. Essentially, mm-hmm. they're just really good. Jaws and Jurassic yeah. Park, but they're they're as schlocky as they fucking. It's a it's a killer shark. Yeah, like, it's not it's not like classy. Like Richard Dreyfuss was drunk the whole time. Like what do you? <laughs> every, um, everyone there was drunk and making up monologues, and then they had a cool shark. This is uh to tie this to Coraline. I believe in Jaws, he sings about bow-legged women. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know what bow-legged women means? Uh no. Uh, it's, just, it's just a euphemism for easy women. Uh, they're bow-legged because their legs are spread. Oh, yeah, I, I guess believe, that makes sense. I believe he's singing a sea shanty in that scene. Yeah. And it's the, yeah. In Coraline, it's the, when, in the mermaid scene. Yeah, yeah. It's if you go swimming with bow-legged women. Bow-legged women. I've never uh, really thought about that line before. <laughs> I looked it up because I was, because I, I think I looked it up when I was watching Jaws. Because I was like, what does that mean? What, what does that mean? <laughs> what are you singing right now? So, also, there's, I 
not a lot of people know about this movie, and I'm not, like, super passionate about it. It's just this, like, weird little thing. It's called Incident at Loch Ness. Have uh, you guys heard of that? No. Okay, so it's this... Do you know who Werner Herzog is? Yeah. No. Uh, he's a really legendary uh, director. He's a foreign filmmaker, and he is just a fucking crazy person. Wasn't like, he, he in The Mandalorian? He was in The Mandalorian. He, yeah. Yeah, he was the guy who really liked the uh, puppet of the the child, and he was and he was like, and he's like one of the greatest filmmakers ever, and he is enamored by this baby Yoda puppet. It's one of the cutest things ever. But he's like a he's like a legit crazy person. One time he lost a bet, and so one of his friends he lost a bet to one of his filmmaker friends. So this filmmaker friend made a short film of Werner Herzog literally eating a shoe. Oh my god. <laughs> one time yeah, one time Werner Hartzog was getting interviewed on the side of the street in LA and he got shot during the interview and just kept talking. <laughs> it was like he's crazy. But so this this movie is directed by Zach Penn. And Zach Penn is he's a writer most of the time. Uh he writes like blockbuster movies. Like he wrote a bunch of X Men movies, he wrote some stuff for the uh, MCU. Yeah, his name was familiar of course. Yeah. And so, but this movie, it came out in 2004, and it's, so Werner Herzog and Zach Penn play themselves like a version of themselves, but they go out to Loch Ness to film a documentary, but they can't find the Loch Ness monster, so what they do is they're basically faking it. Like, they're just going to fake it. And then I once think they I start, might actually have seen this. Yeah, and once they start faking it, what do you know? The actual Loch Ness monster yeah. starts showing up. And it's it's one of the most bizarre movies ever, but it's really cool, and I think it's a really neat idea. Uh, but I also I also put Godzilla on here in basically Obviously. every iteration, in like every iteration, uh, because I like how it started out as like this Japanese comment on like nuclear proliferation, and then it just turned into like big scary lizard eat people. <laughs> yeah, that's really I, great. I feel like if we talk about Godzilla, we have to talk about like. King of Monsters had a lot of monsters. Yeah, King well, of Monsters a... was so fun. Uh, that was directed, fun fact, by the guy who did Trick or Treat. Oh, interesting. But there's like there's a movie called Destroy All Monsters, and it's a Godzilla movie, and it has like every monster that they did during that like series, and it and it's outrageous. <laughs> uh, Godzilla also... was one that I watched a ton of as a kid. And we had like the box sets of all the movies. I've seen that one. It's it's fun. It's big <laughs> it monster fun. do stuff, crash, big, hit building. Big, like it's big monster that joy into building. The, yeah, it's just that joy of like seeing a monster do stuff. I Godzilla's I can, fun. I remember that I watched a lot of Godzilla movies as a kid because basically all my mom watched is like old movies. Um, but. I don't remember very many of them. The only one that I really remember is I was super into Godzilla versus Mothra. Yeah, that's a classic. Yeah, that's one. We had the one. we had the video game, one of the PlayStation games, I think, <laughs> that I played all the time, and I loved to play as Mothra. And so when King of Monsters came out and they were doing Godzilla versus Mothra, Mothra, I was so hyped. I saw that movie in the theater with so many little children, and I think I had the best time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was in the same series they did Kong Skull Island, which was yeah, like yeah. super, which was like super violent and like kind of gross. <laughs> like there weren't 
I wouldn't really probably bring my kids to that movie, to be honest. King Kong rips the goddamn lizard's tongue out. I was like, that's really gross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just will never forgive King Kong, like the, the Jack Black King Kong, for doing that T-Rex so dirty and making being, me laugh. For being eight hours long. <laughs> okay, so uh, the most recent movie I could think of uh, is The Invisible Man that came out this year. Okay. Uh, that movie just fucking rips. I really like that movie a lot. I like that movie so much more than I thought I would. Yeah, it's so scary, too. Because they, they never put Elizabeth Moss in the center of the frame. So you're always, like, looking around for the yeah. invisible man. I was, you're always, there's a lot of moments in that movie where she walks out of frame, but the frame remains. And, and nothing happens. Yeah, but you're just waiting. You're on edge the whole time. Yeah. And, and I mean, yes, Elizabeth was- Moss, you can say whatever you want about her. She's a Scientologist. But yeah. she is probably, in my opinion, the best actor working right now, straight up, period. Like, every movie I've seen of her, she's just brilliant in it. And uh, Aldous Hodge is really hot, so. Yeah. I thought there Storm was- Reid did really good, too. I love her. Yeah, Storm Reid was really great. Uh, the guy from uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Uh, he did so well. I did not recognize yeah. him until maybe the last ten minutes of that movie. I didn't realize it was him. Because his entire demeanor was so different. Yeah, I thought he was kind of miscast just based on what I saw from him. Uh, I think in it was other, more in than some he... other stuff, but he did he did well. I was think I think it was more that he was in it very little. Yeah, well he was he was in it a lot. Yeah, yeah. He was just in <laughs> <Well, yeah. laughs> um, yeah. I, I I will say because you said Aldous Hodge is hot. There was yeah. there was a moment, so I watched it, and then like a few nights later, Kate watched it. And there was a moment where she texted me, and I think I was at work, and you texted me, and you just said, Aldous Hodge, arms. And I said, yes, I know exactly what scene you mean. It was so yeah. impactful. Yeah. yeah. It was like when I watched us, she said, there's a moment with, with, with Winston Duke's thighs. And as soon as I saw the Oh, scene, my God, I dude. Like, oh, Winston yeah, exactly Duke. what I meant. Winston Duke has the hottest dad energy I have ever seen in that movie. I did notice he has some sort of an accent. It's not really Midwestern. It's not, like, I don't know what it is, and it's only on occasion. But I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he's doing it. He can do it. He, was good. he can do whatever he wants. He can, he can do, do whatever he wants. Literally. <laughs> it's Winston Duke's world. We're just living in it. <laughs> just taking up space. Uh, so, next, I uh, got The Fly, which is just uh, it has Jeff Goldblum in it. David Lambert directed it. It's really scary. I don't actually remember much about the plot, but I just know that like it's frightening. Also, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, I was wondering my... if you were going to have those on your list. Yeah, one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, it's literally just a bunch of dudes from Pittsburgh had like a hundred bucks and went into the woods with a camera and <laughs> shot one of the greatest movies ever. Uh, it was one of the first uh, horror movies ever to have a black lead which George Romero uh, insisted until the day he died that he didn't do on purpose. He just said that he was, like, the best guy of the, like, 10 or 12 that uh, auditioned for it. Mm-hmm. And But at the end, whenever Dwayne Jones, the main character, who's a black guy, gets, instead of gets killed by the zombies, he gets killed by a white guy with a gun. It kind of adds a little uh, social commentary to it. Yeah. Uh, this uh, this movie, The Host, 
Uh, Bong Joon-ho, who uh, directed Parasite, which won Best Picture last year, took over the Oscars, and a bunch of people watched it. But uh, this, this movie, The Host, from 2006, is it's kind of Godzilla-ish. It's basically about how uh, humans wreck the planet, and then the planet gets revenge. They pour form, uh, formaldehyde down the sink, and a monster comes out of the river and kills everybody, and it's really scary and good. It's not very subtle, but, like, it's fun. This uh, this movie showed up on a on some of the lists that I looked at, and I kept staring at it, trying to figure out if it was a different movie than than the Stephanie Meyer movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's been on my list for a little while to watch, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. So I'm glad that you brought it up. Yeah, yeah it's really good. <laughs> okay, I only got two more. No, I lied. I only got three more. Uh, <laughs> I. One of them is The Descent, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my life. These people get trapped in a cave, and uh, basically it's really claustrophobic, and the monsters are really scary. Mm-hmm. That would be on my list. I wanted to watch uh, it before tonight, but I didn't. It is so good, I will not spoil it for you. Uh, Fright Night, uh, both uh, the 1985 version, I think, and the 2011 version are really good. Uh, and I told in- you... <laughs> Go on, go on, I'm sorry. No, it's, uh, in the original, Chris Sarandon, really hot. Uh, and then in the remake, Anton Yelchin, in a different role, also very hot. Rest in peace. Did I, have I ever told you my story about the the new Fright Night? I've only seen the well, new one. Well, every time I've brought it up to you, you've called it the David Tennant version, even though he's in the movie for like three scenes. Because that's the reason I went to see it. <laughs> And I went to see it when I was 17 or 16, whatever age you're not supposed to see R-rated movies at. Yeah. And we got in fine, got our seats, got like 10 minutes into the movie, and somebody came and tracked us down and made us leave. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and so years later, I finally finished that movie. <laughs> but I will agree that I have, I haven't seen it, but I have a coworker that tells me at least once a week that I need to watch it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, there's also uh, a sequel from the 80s to the original one, which is uh, it's called Fright Night Part 2, and it's really good. It has a, like a it's like a trans vampire or a non-binary vampire that goes around on rollerblades and bites people. It's hilarious. Uh, and then my last one uh, came out also last year uh, when I was living in Texas. I went and saw it by myself, uh, Crawl, the killer alligator movie. Uh, and it, it, it's truly the stupidest premise, and it's really dumb, and it has Barry Pepper in it, who is a dumb, dumb actor. But it's actually really good. Uh, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's just, it's really good. It's really tense, and Thias Godelario is in it, and she's really good in it. So those are all my monster movies. So if I could just add one based off of Jaws. Um, I will say I watched, I wanted to see it years and years, years ago when it came out, um, and I never did. And then I finally watched it this year. I watched The Meg. Um, yeah. I was wondering if you were going to bring this up. I'm not going to say it's a good movie particularly, but I do think that Megalodon in general is scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch it, and there's a moment where The Meg swims under this girl who's paddleboarding, and I watched it two days before I went paddleboarding for, like, the second oh, time. No. <laughs> and I thought, God, I hope that doesn't scar me. 
<laughs> Not your greatest um, idea. So uh, I watched that right after I watched Jaws, I think, this summer. And um, I, <laughs> my one story about it is that I went, when we were in Nashville, I went to see Avengers Infinity War with Melanie. And the trailer for the Meg came up. And before they even said it's Megalodon, I saw one scene with the giant jaws where it bites on the glass. And I leaned over to Meg and er, I leaned over to Melanie and I said, they said, it's Megalodon. And then they said something about like, it's Megalodon. And she, as loud as could be in this theater, went, you fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> one of the first conversations we ever had in person was about that. Because I've never and you know what I mean she was valid but it, <laughs> yeah it was like literally hours before I met you in person for the first time yep. that she did this and I was like so here's a story for you story and I was like think I'll just keep her forever <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I, I do think like in general I think also I think the Meg is probably the best movie done about Megalodon because there have been a lot of sci-fi original type movies done about Megalodon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the Meg might not be great, but it's probably the best one. They did you do work with what you've got. They did do a Megalodon movie just called Megalodon, the sci-fi network and it has Michael Madsen in it. Who's like a, he's like a real actor. So it doesn't it doesn't appear to be reviewed very well, but <laughs> A sci-fi movie not reviewed very well? I know. Normally, they're at the end of all the critics' uh, end-of-the-year lists. They're always at number right? one. Are we out of movies? I think That's so. That's all I got. That's well, all I brought. This is going to be a long episode, because I'm probably not going to edit out much, because it seems dumb. Um, so, like, hard work. Well, more that, like, I don't know. I don't want to, like, edit out your guys' opinions, or... I mean, my opinions can be edited out, but... I have literally nothing of value to add to anything. You can edit anything you'd like, except except the fuzz bucket bit. That has to stay. Oh, fuzz bucket has to stay word for word. You cannot edit out a single bit of fuzz bucket. Okay. All right. I won't. Okay. So next week will actually be Delaware. No. Yes. Well. I don't know what next week will be because this is coming out in the middle of all of this. Um, oh. Like, we're probably only going to have, like, two episodes before this one. So next week will be something in the A's. Um, we'll be back to our normal nonsense next week. Um, and, yeah, thanks for listening. Hopefully you guys aren't bored of us yet. Thank you, Cameron, for being here to bully me. You are welcome. Okay, bye. Bye.